The views and opinions that are expressed on the Dope Sessions podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect any views of any other attached entities. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go. Introducing your hosts. The guys on the mics with the voices that you like. Give it up for Kelvy and Tree. Yo, what is going on, everybody, man? If you listening to us, then you got to know this is one of the dopest indie podcasts on the planet. This is the Dope Sessions Podcast with Kelvin and Tree. Yo, Tree, what up, big dog? Oh, man, yo, um, word on the street is people want me on other podcasts for some reason. Still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, man, Um like uh if y'all listen to uh the last episode um y'all know we do uh um we do the late sessions with uh me Harley Hustle and um and Dnick of the Microphone Misfits and um everybody loves it the one thing that i always get is that man where's tree at man where's tree when y'all when you putting tree on the, on the late sessions when and I kept, and I was telling people, I said, I said, some the the majority, like majority of the time when it comes to the late sessions, it's just we'll pick a topic and be like, "But you doing something now? Or are you doing something tomorrow?" It's and so that's how the the episodes get you know get formed and, and recorded. It's never like a set thing, and so. You know, tree. You know, be working at certain times that we actually would do the shows. But I kept telling everybody, I said, you know, you know, you know, shout out to those who who've been listening to the Dose Sessions podcast, and shout out to those that've been listening to not only the Dose Sessions pod but also to the Lay Sessions. And I said, I'm I'm gonna get tree on on the Lay Sessions. I know y'all been asking, so yes, um, we're trying to do something. Uh, coming up, um, with with the late session, so you know we'll 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 have tree on there, man. But yeah, man, they they've been they they've been warning you, bro. Now, now you know you gotta find my agent and you know get that down right. Just <laughs> <laughs> can't be showing up on shows all willy nilly. Right. <laughs> well, you know, your we'll we'll get it together. Your people talk to my people. You know. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Oh man. Man, what's what's been good, bro? Um, well, you mentioned the work thing, so yeah, that's been okay. Um, and uh, you know, while I'm at work, I get a little bit of time, so messing around, been cranking up some some old TV, some some old TV, but good TV. Uh, okay, what you been cranking up? You know what? I started watching the Chicago Code. Oh, okay. I've been watching that. I mean, you know, because I had to represent. Not to mention, that was a great show that I felt got canceled, like, out of nowhere. Mm. After one season, it was like, what the hell was you thinking? 
So I've been watching that. I've been catching up with uh, PD. Mm-hmm. Mm, what else? Uh, one of my coworkers tipped me off to uh, Tulsa King on uh, Paramount Plus. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, so want to get into that. Like, it's on my list. I just hadn't, like, pushed the button. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I think, um, I think I'm going to, uh, I can't remember if it's on Paramount Plus or Peacock, but there is a three-part documentary series about Run DMC that mm. I, um, that I'm looking forward to watching. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, I've been, I saw the, I saw the, like the trailer to it and I was just like, Hmm, okay. I'm going to try to check that out. So I need to, I need to find out where it actually, you know, where it's actually going to be on. It is on that bird with all the pretty feathers. Okay. So peacock, there we go. But yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to actually watching it. You know, I think we swore to know the the Run DMC story, and maybe we don't know all of it. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to to watching that. You know, Run DMC is well, like you know, rock stars, and and I mean, to, but of course, we don't know all of it because we're right. just the fans. We we wasn't in the living rooms and stuff, or right. in the studios. So yeah, I, I want to see that. Right. Right. Yeah, man, and and you know, I'm I'm pretty sure we've all, you know, especially us, we grew up on Run DMC. We all was fans of Run DMC, so it'd be nice to actually get like a very like deep, detailed, hopefully detailed, uh, story. It's three parts, so I mean, hopefully, you know, we we get that story. And um, so, quick question: since we're talking about them, dopest thing that you think they did. In you know their entire run. Um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to to get in there. Um, huh. Okay, let, let me say, let me rephrase say, that. Let's say dopest thing that they did, maybe kind of outside of music, ish. Outside of music is. Uh, tougher than Lazarus, probably. <laughs> that album? No, the movie. You, the movie. You never, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you never seen the Tougher Than Leather movie? You know what? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, uh, man. My dopest thing is the collaboration with the WWE. I think oh, they yeah, did when like they, a Triple H's joint. Yeah, they did the. They did uh, the. Degeneration X uh, right. thing song, yeah. So, Which fire that hmm? that whole that whole album where like all the rappers got together, um, um, you know, right? Stuff, like my favorite, like, my favorite one is actually uh, Method Man and the Rock. But I mean, yeah, I much love to run DMC for theirs too. Right, the King of Rock, what the King of Rock? Who? Oh yeah. <laughs> But no, man. Like I, I, I liked, I liked all of that stuff, man. Like I really did. So I, I saw something today that was like very interesting, and uh, I, I talked to uh, a friend of mine about it. I saw it on, I saw it online, 
it was it was this thing with like four movies, right? And mm-hmm. it was just like out of the four movies, which one are you picking, right? Oh, so it wasn't one gotta go, it's three gotta go. Yeah. Nah. Okay. So it, it's basically yeah, like you said, like all three gotta go and you gotta keep one. One one you can keep, the rest of them you gotta throw away. So the four movies were Friday, Don't Be a Minister South Central, um, House Party, and White Men Can't Jump. Damn. So Tree, I ask you, which one you keeping? Well, I gotta go first and all that, man. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Man. I'll go first then. Uh, now, when I talked to my friend, I said we we both agree that white men can't jump. Had had to uh, that that had to go. Um, I feel like I would keep it if it was on another list. I don't know if I could have kept it on that this particular list. So I, we was like, white men can't jump, gotta go. Um, and then I think I said Friday had to go as well, mainly because f- Friday is like such a it's such a classic that even when you watch it now, it's just and because you, I, you know you've seen it so much, does it still have the same appeal to you? Look, just As, go ahead and say you keep in house party because that's the one I'm keeping. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kept, I kept house party. It was really down to house party and don't be a minister South Central. Yeah, my two would have been house party, and white men can't jump. But yeah, it's, it, yeah, it is house party. So right, <laughs> oh, it's, it's house party all day. And and don't don't get it twisted. I I think we all kind of grew up with all of these films, but house party especially. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think house party especially is that film that like we I think we all just kind of grew up with, where I think we just kind of identify with it a little bit more. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, weren't we in high school when that movie dropped off? Roughly, yeah. But yeah. Not, let me see. Hold on, because House Party came out in what 90, 91, 92? Oh man, that means I just got out of high school, but I still relate. Oh man, you old. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> if that movie, oh my, that movie came out in nineteen ninety. Okay, last year high school. Good. I was still in high school when that movie came out. Jesus. I can't remember what grade I was in. Because I figured those two dudes ain't that far off of my age. Right. No, I met them. Real cool dudes. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shout shout out to. uh... Didn't play. Uh huh. I forgot you did. You, I remember when you, when you, when you, uh, when you met them and you showed me the pitch. I was, I was jealous. I'm not gonna lie. I was okay. <laughs> the wild part about meeting them at work is that it was only three people in the entire restaurant that knew who they were, and everybody else was like, "Who's that?" I'm like, and we just give them that look like, "Are you serious?" Uh huh. <laughs> 
Like, I wanted to revoke anybody's, you know, 90s card or whatever. Like, it, what? Are you, what? You nuts. Right. <laughs> Give me that. Come on. Let's go. Hand it over. Oh, man. Man, I just, uh, I just, I was so jealous of that. I was like, oh, my God, you make it play. Oh, so man. so so why are you going there? How how did you feel about Muggsy? <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was I was jealous too. I ain't gonna lie, I was jealous. <laughs> well then I guess I'm glad that I didn't get pictures of you know two other people that I ran into while I was at work because yeah, that, that would probably you'd probably take off your headset and walk out the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned their names, but you know, we still got a show to do. So, <laughs> also, I, I I had to do the math in my head about House Party coming out in nineteen ninety. I was eleven years old when that movie came out. Okay, so more so, Kareem, me and Kareem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, I was I was eleven years old when House Party came out. Damn. And uh, yeah. Spe- oh, speaking of um of uh you know movies and all this other stuff. And cars so being pair- revoked. Yeah. <laughs> before no, before we get into that, because we're gonna get into that. So apparently, mm-hmm. you know, Netflix revealed the release date. For Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. Okay, so I, I remember it being in the summer, and they hadn't nailed down a date yet. So, what lies are they about to tell? They're saying that Netflix has confirmed that the franchise's fourth film will drop on July third. All right, so at at midnight, July fourth. If I don't see that on my Netflix, I will be knocking on doors. Right. <laughs> That's a movie I will say I'm kind of iffy on. I'm iffy on it in the sense of I do want to see it. I really, really do want to see it. But Beverly Hills Cop 3 did leave a bad taste in my mouth. Why? Because it just, it really wasn't that good. I could probably like, see that. Like, see, it, it, had, it had its moments, but it was just, you know. It's just, uh Had some nice things, some funny stuff. Music was tight in, in, in the movie, just. Okay, so for me, that movie... I like the movie. I kind of wish it had some more substance going on. Like right. maybe some more action or something. Like mm. it was just missing a little bit as compared to other two. It wasn't yeah. bad. It just it, it was like Luther Vandross's curl, how it didn't just curl around <laughs> all the way. Like it was almost there. But just didn't right. quite, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, are they gonna bring up, 
you know, I wonder if they're going to bring up, like, are they going to bring up Wonder World <laughs> at any time in this movie, in this in this new movie? Like, I, I'm pretty sure they will a little bit. <laughs> I just hope that, uh, if she if she's not gonna be in the movie, that at least they write it in where he did, you know, marry and you know, because I I like Teresa Randall, so her character in the movie, I just kind of hope he, you know, did his thing and you know, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that was yeah. only real love interest he had in in the entire series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I originally thought it was gonna be. His homegirl in the, in the first movie, but I was like, pretty much at that time, I don't think people was like ready to see a a black dude and a white woman get together not. in a high budget movie. So yeah, no, I think Teresa Randall was really like his first love interest, in, in that whole series, man. So yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Man, okay, man. Let me. Uh, I know you probably didn't uh watch this, but um, you know the Grammys uh was the other day. Yes, and, rigged. So no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I didn't get to watch it either. But um, there was a couple of things that kind of I will say, like I think made a lot of people think or just kind of. You know, get into their feelings, right? So, you know what? One, I think I saw that reel you did uh, about the best rap album or something. Yeah. So that yeah. that was that was one of them. I go on TikTok, and the first thing that I see is that that video that I that I stitch mm-hmm. with the dude just saying like, you know, uh, Killer Mike won best rap album like I don't even know who Killer Mike is and all this other stuff and then if you watch the video his his video this dude gets on here and says this is the, this this is the same feeling that everybody was feeling when Cardi B won best rap album for for Invasion of Pride I was like hold on I, I, I was like hold on dog and that's why I made that video because I was just like dude this is why I start to understand why rappers don't like when people talk about hip hop because y'all don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. And then and then I was just like, dude, I'm not even saying that you should you should know Killer Mike's whole discography, right? And how long Killer Mike has been in 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 the game, right? But if you don't know his solo stuff, you know, he's in this group called Run the Jewels, right? Okay. And Run the Jewels music has been on television shows. It's been on movies. You know what I'm saying? Their music has damn near been, like, if you've ever gone to, like, a, like, Lollapalooza or Bonnaroo or you know Coachella they've played those shows they've done they like I'm just like come on now like like he's been around so, so wait I'm so, curious now who did this guy want to win 
he wanted Travis Scott to win for for Utopia. Okay, so I guess a couple questions in my mind. Since uh, you know, I'm just a casual fan and we really don't care about these awards. Has mm-hmm. Travis ever won a, a Grammy before? I don't think he has. Okay, so he's probably on that, you know, hook a brother up type deal. But I mean, they voted who they voted for. The award, right. went, the award went to who it went to. Right. You know, let it go. <laughs> And see, this is when I feel like, and I know I'm going to receive a lot of flack because somebody's going to be like, oh, that's that old head shit talking. That's that old head shit. But to me, it's like, I feel like this is when people like him or who, who are that age might just not need to say shit. Because the reason why I say that is because I think they're, I think what they don't realize is some of the young cats, right, that listen to hip-hop are not really hip-hop fans. I think you're hip-hop tourists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, you, don't, you don't live amongst the people. You ain't around the, 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 the people. You don't, you know, live amongst them. You don't do what the people do. You go there for the splash of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you ain't you know it's like it's like they treat they treat hip hop like Jamaica. How so? One love, one let's get together and feel all right. That's how you treat hip hop. Hmm. Like the tourist commercial? Yeah. Oh. Exactly. That that's how because it's in the way that they talk about certain things. And honestly, I think that they're hip hop tourists when it comes to the music that they actually like. To the Travis Scott's, to the Drake's, to the Metro Boomins, or to the Migos and any of these artists that they like, the Lil Dirks and all that stuff. To the, I, I don't think that they're truly fans. I think that they're just tourists. Who's just liking and, these guys because everybody else is liking these guys. Right. Uh-huh. And because they like them, then it's like, if they don't win an award, then it's just like, this is bullshit. Like, because I don't, I think that you listen to those albums, but I don't think that you like, like, I saw a video today of this dude talking about how he was like, he said that he he was like, I'm not particularly a fan of Killer Mike, but he was like, but I understand why why a lot of people are into Killer Mike because he was saying that a lot of the old heads listen to lyrics. And he was like, people my age, we don't really care about the lyrics. It's just, it's a vibe. Well see, the thing in that particular statement to me as as somebody who's I guess classified as an old head, I think we listen to it not just I mean the lyrics help. Don't get it twisted. Like we want to hear dope lyrics, but we also want to hear vibes. We want to hear the beats. We want to hear like how, you know we we want we want to hear the music and we want to hear the beats. So yeah, and and in in a way it's like. 
yes, for, for us old heads, the lyrics does matter, but we still want the vibe. We still want the music. We want everything to be dope, not just the lyrics. Okay, you know because what? As a fan, I'm going to go ahead and say that Yes, the, the the to me the lyrics matter a little bit more than you know some of these people let on like yeah okay I want to hear the track you know but if your lyrics ain't coming through then what's the point of you grabbing a mic so because I mean I and I I agree with that I do I I totally agree with that because yes I think like even the beats that we listen to coming up with hip hop like. Special is I got a made. That's a dope beat. Trial call anything trial call quest ever did production wise is dope. Like anything, you know what I'm saying? Like all these beats are super dope. But it but you also cared about the lyrics. Like what tur- what would turn me off is that you got dope lyrics over over some music that's ass. That would that would turn me off. Yeah, that would be bad too. I mean. I'm just saying, like, we... But you know what? We, I, I take that back. Like, even if one person thought, like, the track was trash, if you could still do your thing over that track and they they get married together, that would make that sound a whole lot better than what it did if it would have sounded if it was just an instrumental. Okay, I'm 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 with I'm with you on that. I you also know, and that would also make the MC that much better because I mean, man, if you can do that to something that we think sounds trash, imagine what you're gonna do on some heat. Right. So now, now I will say this. I will say I I th- I, I I agree with you in in what you said, but I also see how. You know, Nas, right? Let's mm-hmm. lose Nas, for example. Nas is one of the dopest in season the game, but he was also known, and this is where the music comes into it, he was also known as one of the worst beat pickers of all time. Okay. And I think that may have... Now, if you're a Nas fan, you're just going to fuck with Nas because it's Nas. But even people who are Nas fans would be, would say like, okay, yeah, his B selection sometimes wasn't all that great. And I think because some of his B selection wasn't that good at on certain albums, it may have turned some people off. Because, again, dope lyrics. It's good to have dope lyrics. It's even, even good to have like so-so subpar lyrics but that music gotta be cold too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't if I'm just going to listen to just music and a vibe, then fuck your raps and fuck your singing. I'm just gonna listen to instrumentals. And then right there, you sound like the tourist. Hmm. Because at, the, at at this point, from uh, what we what I'm gathering, we're saying is that the hip hop is all of it <laughs> together. And if these young cats is just listening to just the music and just trying to feel the vibe, then to your point, they don't know nothing. 
and they shouldn't be talking. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so there's a group that I, I, I think I may have talked about them a bunch of times on this show. Do I need a counter for them too? <laughs> Probably. Um, there's a group called uh, uh, Ray Shermer that, that I've talked about. Um, that name sounds kind of rough, but go ahead. Do I do I particularly think that these dudes are spitting the hardest bars that they could ever spit in their life? No. But they do like you could you they are spitting some stuff that go that actually goes along with the song and and the music that's backing them up a lot better than half of the other stuff that 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 I that I've heard from okay. artists in in that in that category so, so before you continue I'm going to like make this declaration right now that I never really heard any of their music. First of all, I didn't think it was a they. I thought it was a him. Like it was just one. It's two of them. Okay. So, see, that I didn't know. I thought it was all, in in my mind, it was always one person. So, (laughs) that's that. Not to be saying, you know, they like this whole gender, whatever. Get that mess out of here. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Right. So that, yeah, that's, so, that's so where right, I fall in the tourist category right there with some of these new guys. It's like mm. right. So it's uh so Ray Shrum is a group, uh it's Sway Lee and Slim Jimmy. Okay. Like Sway Sway Lee has like they've had hits together as a group. They've had hits, you know, uh apart, like solo stuff, like uh one of Sway Lee's most famous songs by himself is, I think it's called Sunflower. Okay. And that's on the Spider-Man, uh, the first, the first uh, Spider-Man, uh, uh, the Miles Morales movie. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. So, like I, I I like their style and their lyrics fit the style that they're that they're in. That's and important. so right. And so and that's another thing too. I think your style had your the your lyrics and the way you speak your lyrics, even if I don't particularly think you the dopest spitter in the game, but at least let it coincide with what the fuck the album or what or the song is about, basically. Yeah. So that's why I can vibe with them. And there's other ones like them that I can vibe with too, but then there's also the ones that is just like, nah, 
I'm good, but the beat is dope. <laughs> you know? hmm. Well, you know, but, I like to equate a lot of things to sports. And the way mm-hmm. I see this argument is it's like, okay, you you uh, you're a running back and they put you in the quarterback. If that's if that's not a part of your skill set, we will know about it. And I say that because there are a few people who have been like emergency quarterbacks in high school or played quarterback in high school, but in the NFL, they're the running back. Right. So like like I said, if that's not a part of your skill set, we will know about it real yeah. fast. And even even if you if like like you said, like the quarterback, the the running back used to be the quarterback, and they design a play where he throws, and it's it's an ugly pass, but it's an ugly effective pass. Okay, so you know what I'm saying? If it's an ugly pass, it's because that guy, you know, didn't have enough reps, you know, whatever. He, you know, it's been a minute. Like he mm-hmm. ended up playing running back in college, and that's what he got drafted as. But right. Like I said, if you one of them dudes that you've been playing that position in high school, it's not. It's like riding a bike. You don't really forget right. that. Right. No. That, that that's what I'm saying. I've seen I've seen the running backs who used to be quarterbacks. Yes, they don't get the reps like they used to. Blah 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 blah. Like that's totally true. And when they throw the ball in the game, it's an ugly pass, but it's an effective pass because it still gets to the mark. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. that's that's what like Ray Sherman and people like that that you would that people would think that I don't listen to that I I can still enjoy the vibe and still enjoy the lyrics that they're saying as well, even though it may not be lit. Like, of course, I'm not gonna sit there and comp- compare. Oh, this ain't this, this ain't Wu Tang esque lyrics, and these ain't this. I don't, you know, these ain't Nas lyrics, or these ain't Wu Tang lyrics. These ain't these type of lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that you're doing that. You're doing too much, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, but but that's how certain people do it, though. I know that that's not what I'm getting when I'm when I'm listening or in that mode when I'm listening to stuff like that. I'll send you some I'll send you some Ray Sherman songs, like some of my favorite Ray Sherman songs. And and, and you'll 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 see what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. um and other ones too that, that that I mess with. And just going back to that hip hop category, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've like I and, and just like I said in the video. I fucked with Utopia. I liked the the uh um like some of the other albums that they had in there. Probably not as much as Michael and Utopia, mm-hmm. but I felt like like somebody commented on my video. They was just like, uh, um, well, I just felt like Michael shouldn't have won. I said, well, the Grammys felt like it. Like, you know what yeah. I'm they, they That's voted. what I said before. I mean, he got the award. It's over. <laughs> right. But to make it seem like the problem I have is to make it seem like because you don't know who this dude is, that he don't deserve it because you don't know who he is. Ah, yeah. That's more of an indictment on you than it is on, on him. Yep. Now, speaking of comments. What's up with Unk? 
You know what? I, I was I was just about to get to that, but I, I'm gonna do that in 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 another way because it leads to it's gonna lead to 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 Ankh, right? Okay. So the other part of the Grammys that that got everybody talking was um Jay Z uh, got an award. It was okay. Now this I heard about. <laughs> it was the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Okay. Um, and he he made it. His speech was funny, but he also had some very very dope points in it. Um, so one of the things he said was he mentioned Beyonce. He didn't say his wife by name. Mm-hmm. He he basically said he said she has more she has more Grammys than anyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics. That doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. Then he also says, some of you are going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. You could tell there was there was some laughter, some cheering, and some like nervousness in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He said, "He said, hey, when I get nervous, I tell the truth." Ah, okay. And so I was, I was reading this article, and um, I want to say this is uh, on MSNBC.com, uh, and the uh, article was written by Jarvis DeBerry, and um, uh, Jarvis stated that. Uh, he said that Jay. He said whatever his intentions were, uh, Jay Z. He indirectly called attention to a big reason award shows such as the Grammys will always leave many artists, particularly black ones, embittered. The awards are based on the fallacy that music should be categorized, and it's hard if not impossible to categorize music in a way that doesn't make tired assumptions about the people recording it or people presumed to be listening to it. Um, They also talked about there was um, in in 2020, Tyler Creator won Best Rap um, Album for his album, Igor. Now, Mm -hmm. Igor wasn't really a rap album per se. It it was more genre it was more genre bending. It was a lot of singing, all this other stuff. Uh Ty- Tyler when when he talked about it when he won, he said that he was cool with winning, but he also said um he said uh it sucks that whenever we and I mean guys that look like me do anything that's genre bending, they always put it in a rap or urban category. Uh-huh. Then he also said, he said that he felt like um, when you say things like urban, it's just a, another way of saying nigga. Uh-huh. So, um, so, so, but me and you have had like several conversations about the Grammys and how they um, how they do things, especially when it comes to us. Like, and I, I was just thinking this too, 
because going back to what we was talking about with Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. So when when Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince got nominated, right? They didn't they didn't they didn't show the, they didn't show them winning on television, but they they went and they they had a strike. So hip hop protested the Grammys, right? Okay, yeah. Because they, you know, it was like they got nominated, but we can't be seen getting the award, right? So then mm-hmm. they did make some changes to where you did see hip hop, the awards for for rap and hip hop be accepted on television. So when Killer Mike won his rap album of the year and the other, because he swept he swept the categories that he was that he was nominated in. So he got three Grammys, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't show that on television. Mm. So are we, are we, why are we? Wait, 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 hold on. They didn't show Killer Mike getting his award? No, not, not on the actual program. What the hell? So what are we doing, Grammys? What, what, what are we actually doing? It's like, so so we so y'all just put on this motherfucking celebration of 50 years of hip hop and yet Killer Mike who has never won a Grammy since he's been in the fucking industry now he has 3 of them and we never got to see those on television why are we going backwards and you wonder why somebody like Jay-Z or anybody else who look like us say the shit that we say because y'all, because the, y'all are always on bullshit. Now, was Killer Mike happy that he that he swept his categories? Absolutely. But you know what would have been really dope is if we saw it on the actual on the on the actual program instead of because um, you know they all because the Grammys it's a lot of a lot of categories. A lot of I'm pretty sure they got it on their website. So so they have to like do stuff before everybody walks in and all this other stuff. Like you didn't you you couldn't show him winning, but after he swept his um all his categories, something happened with backstage and him getting into it with one of the security guards. You could you showed him getting arrested with with handcuffs on him, but you we couldn't Whoa, hold on, time out. He got arrested that night. Well, they they didn't arrest him. They just said they detained him, uh, and all they said was that he got into it with a security guard. And then the next thing I know is like they, there's video of him uh, walk walking in the I guess in the building in the hallway or whatever like that. What cuffs someone? So this again, I'm going to state this again. So this guy, who's never received a Grammy in his whole career, receives three Grammys for an album that he made that was super personal. It's not shown on TV, but when he gets into this argument with the security guard and he's walking away in cuffs, that's what you show? And on top of that, the question becomes why are we always invested in what 
the Grammys. Okay, hold on. So, according to Variety, he was arrested and was released after being, you know, arrested for misdemeanor battery. Hmm. Well, they said, well, every time I read something, they, they just said that they didn't, like, arrest him, arrest him. They, they just detained him, but because they were trying, because it was like the cops was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I believe it. When the police detain you, that's an arrest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so now we got that right. Um, yeah. again, so again, are we wondering why? I'm wondering why too, because it wasn't like Killer Mike was. You know, dressed like Mr. T with like 40 foot gold ropes and stuff. Right. You know, hat to the side, pants sagging. No. <laughs> Brother man got on the suit, bow tie. He, he looks presentable right. to win his awards. I don't know what the fuck happened backstage, but right. the thing I know, he's, they got, I mean, they got, they got more videos of him with the cuffs on than they do with him winning his Grammys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, because you know. So, of course, you know it's 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 weird. It's funny how Jay Jay now, and, and, and the police defense for like two seconds. That's a big dude, right? <laughs> so it's it, just gonna, you know, run up on him and put him in cuffs, right? You know, you, you you need some assistance. Mm-hmm. But not not. But, I mean, so. So let's look. look okay, whatever so, happened backstage is pro- probably was like unjustified and uncalled for, and probably another case of, you know, blatant racism during Black History Month. But that's another show, right? Because <laughs> I don't see Killer Mike just running up on folks after he done won, right? And like I said, like we don't, like I said, we that's don't. It's not a thing that I can. He, um, I don't know him, but that's right. I mean, it could have been it could have been a situation where just he, um, like a thing. yeah, it could have been a situation where you know I, he was trying to get somewhere and the security guard wasn't letting him in, and he just like, hey, dog, like I just won three grammys. What the fuck, like or some shit like that. And you know how some security guards act like they king shit and you can't do this without their authorization and all this other bullshit. Who knows what the fuck happened? But right. It's um it's uh but but all of it, even Jay Z's speech goes to a lot of people were saying that Jay Z's words made it feel like um that people that certain people shouldn't be nominated. And I'm like, well possibly yeah. <laughs> I mean truth be told Yes, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's somebody's voting for this shit. So, yep. and and then on top of that, um, you know, uh, Taylor Swift wins the album of the year at the Grammys, and then that kind of coincides to Unk because. Unc, uh, uh, Uncle Shay Shay said that nobody, nobody, uh, Taylor Swift is the only one moving the needle like Michael Jackson 
she moves it more than Beyonce. What what, you know what what did you think of that statement? I didn't I didn't officially hear the statement, but listening to it, it's like, wait, so first up, not knocking her music because I'm I'm pretty sure her music is great. I haven't really heard too many songs. Mm-hmm. Not a fan, but not a hater. Right. But I've I've, I listened, mean, I've heard I think, her songs by default. I've heard her songs by default because the kids in my in my class when when they do homework time they they ask me to play music and every time they say can we write down the songs that we want to listen to like I let them write down the songs and the majority of them it's Taylor Swift. So check it. Here's my thing. Before she was, you know, Taylor Swift, she was getting her awards on. She she's doing her concerts now. But this past year, she went on tour. She landed here. She made a bunch of money, caused a bunch of traffic problems. <laughs> I, I know because it was hard for me to get. Uh, people thought it was going to be hard for me to get home, but I live here. Right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, know, I know the ins and outs of the city and where to go. <laughs> right. It's my house. Right. <laughs> tell the people that. Um, <laughs> You know, all right, yeah, she she made her money and everything. The my thing is, okay, is she really moving the needle because she's that good, or is she moving the needle because she's that good and she got help? I'm going for the second one. However, yeah, I I, I not totally get it twisted. I I totally believe it's the second one. Here's the thing. I will say this, man. Like going back to what I was saying before, like. Having the, the the kids that I work with and they listen to Taylor Swift, there's some Taylor Swift songs. I just be like, yo, I'm just not into it. And and there are some Taylor Swift songs, and I'm just like, okay, this this was the shit. So it, so she's her music is iffy with me. There's some songs I fuck with and some songs I don't. But is, is she talented? Absolutely, very talented. Does she have help? Yes. And she has help from the people behind her. And she also has help from not just her fans, but people who look like her. Like, like let's be real. Okay. But, I mean, let, let's be real. Let, let's actually be real about this. But wait, to say that she moves the needle more than Beyonce, it's kind of iffy and subjective because Beyonce went on tour and did all the same crap that Taylor Swift did. I right. know because I was maneuvering around the traffic. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between the two, for some reason, is that, you know, yeah, Beyonce is out there, but you don't really see a lot of, and she probably even does, she, she probably got a bunch of them, you know. They're going it, to, it's like, it's like they're gonna end up pushing one over the other one. Yeah, definitely. Because they're both killing it. Right. Dude, it, it, have I think not- the beehive, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, beehive. I think the Swifties end up outnumbering her by some magical number that I can't even comprehend. Dude, this is this is what they say. Okay. They'll say, um, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. I think that was the name of her tour. Was it Eras or something like that? Something like that. Mm-hmm. So her Eras Tour made more money than the Renaissance Tour. And 
then when she put when they both put out the documentary movies her movie made more money and then the fact that she's dating travis kelsey and and now it's it's like you know when they when they when the chiefs are playing she's visible so and then that's that's generating money for the the breaks on this right there because i i know what this is now i know exactly what it is now Mm-hmm. This is the great white hype. Yeah. You know, this is uh Ali versus uh what's that boy's name? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but I know you're talking about it, bro. But, yeah, but, but Marciano somebody, yeah. It's but that's like, what I said before. She's getting pushed by powerful people who look like her. <laughs> Actually, she's not really getting pushed. They're just changing the narrative. She don't need to push. She already out there. <laughs> They're just changing the narrative. Okay. They want us to think that, you know, she's the best thing since cable TV and the internet. Right. She's not. She's a, she's there, but she's not. It's like she doesn't walk on water. She don't chew bullets. She don't shit ice cream. Right. Just, we, now It's Taylor Swift. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. I think the Taylor Swift and Beyonce thing is very subjective because it seems like everybody from every race loves Beyonce. Taylor Swift, there may be like everybody of every race likes her, but I think there's more white girls that. Of, of course. That's Here's the thing, though. Um, Here's what I think. <laughs> and mind you, I, I'm not really on the Beyonce bandwagon either. Like me personally, I liked her better when she was with Destiny's Child. But mm-hmm. that's just me. What I really think is that they are on the same level at the same time. And you know, somebody just decided we wanna we wanna make Taylor Swift look better than she is. Right. It's the whole it's it's the whole like I don't know what why I've I always thought once you surpass somebody, then that kind of makes you the new heir. You know what I'm saying? The heir mm-hmm. to the throne. You know what I'm saying? It's like like Michael Jackson beat Elvis Presley's records, but Michael yeah. Jackson ain't the king. He ain't just simply the king. He's the king of pop. Right, he's not the king of rock and roll, he's the king of pop. Right. And so I remember asking, um I remember asking, you know, we, we did a we did a review of um Mega Rand's uh uh album, the the album he did for the uh the, the kid album, right? And yeah. so um so I asked a question to somebody, I said, Why is it because Mega Ran is, is in that genre of nerdcore, and I said, why isn't he like the, considered one of the kings of nerdcore, or just the king of nerdcore, because he outsells his peers. <laughs> he outsells his peers. So why well, that's instead, because uh, you got gatekeepers out there that don't want that to happen. Right. <laughs> so instead of saying that he's either one of the kings or the king of nerdcore, they'll say He's the king of chip tune. Come on, man. Come on, man. Just just give it up. 
and and just just, just know that Will Dow got beat. It's okay. All right. <laughs> but but no, but that's that's you know we don't have the power to push our own narratives and all this other shit, right? Not and, and technically we can, but we don't we don't we have don't, the reach enough to make Yeah, it we work. don't we yeah, we don't have the reach to do it to the point of how they can push up Taylor Swift. And again, I'm I'm only I'm saying that as a person who thinks that Taylor Swift is very talented. I think she's very talented. No arguments there. Because people would be like, oh, you think Taylor Swift is trans? Never said it. Never said that. Nope. But what I'm saying is, is that they're never going to give you the crown that you think that you need. And then, okay. So, say, Unc said that she... She's the only one moving the needle. Well, yeah, like Michael Jackson. Who, who, that's the part. Hold I, on. First up, who said that we needed the needle to move anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> and on top, see, remember when I was saying the whole Beyonce Taylor Swift thing is subjective. The Michael Jackson yeah. part, I'm just like, we we think Taylor Swift is on the same level as Michael Jackson. Two words. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this, just keeping that real, and, and I love Aunt. Don't get it. T- I love me some. Aunt. Oh, yeah. I love you, Aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say, say, but man, we love Aunt, but nope, not this one. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that must have been came from drinking, you know, one too many shots after talking to Cat Williams. <laughs> uh, just... He had the cognac, man. The cognac, the cognac. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe we should like revoke revoke Unk's uh music card. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, Unk, but we might have to take that. We might have to take that card. And speaking of taking cards, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a while, man. And like we kept talking about just like uh like revoking 80s movies cards like you can't really be an 80s uh, person that was that in the 80s if you've never seen these movies it's like I gotta take your card dog it's yeah. about M and F in time <laughs> gotta take that card away man gotta take just, that card just, away just come on come on the wallet too just come on <laughs> man dog it's just like man <laughs> Because here's the thing. I always felt as if like, and I could be wrong in this statement, but I also always felt like the 80s kind of just like for for um, for us, right? Mm -hmm. Was kind of the start of I guess the quote-unquote like like blurred a nerd movement, you know what I'm saying? Okay. With with the movies, the, the you know sci-fi and and the horror and and the music and all that other stuff, like 
I'm, I'm glad you said horror because I'm gonna apologize right now. I have zero horror movies on my list. However, <laughs> that's not to say I haven't seen a few of them. Right, right. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just not big. I'm just not really big on horror. Right. Especially since horror movies back then were like egregiously racist. I mean, you know what, brother? If a brother was in a movie, he gotten it. He got it in the first five minutes. Right. So. You know, mm-hmm. what's the point of me sticking around? The brother gone. No. <laughs> and, and, and like, Tree don't know my list. I don't know his list. We might actually have the same movies on this list, right? It is possible. I didn't number mine. I just, I just made a a, a small list. Same here. Um, what what's the first movie on your list, and why? Why? Should somebody's car be revoked if they haven't seen it? Okay, actually, I it, it's two movies because they're they're in the same line, mm-hmm. in the same saga or a trilogy or what the what the hell they call four movies now? What they call them? Uh, is that still a saga? Yeah, saga. I think it's saga. So you you get away with a trilogy, but then you know four more. It's a saga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since the first two movies were made inside the eighties. Beverly Hills Cop. Mm, definitely. And to me, if you don't know nothing about Axel Foley, mm-hmm. run, run your card. Right. One, probably, <laughs> probably one of the greatest movie characters to ever be created. That's right. And how do you how do you steal a house? Right. <laughs> it's and, my uncle's house. <laughs> right. And Eddie Murphy being one of the biggest stars of that of that in that that 80s, man. Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah, really. So yeah. That that's that's number one in one A. <laughs> right. So Okay. Yeah, run that. <laughs> so what one of the movies that I have on here, I feel like not only should your 80s car be taken away, but I also feel your Chicago car should be taken away. Ooh. Look at here this. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep, on my list. <laughs> yep, run that. Run run the wallet. Hell, run the pants the wallet is in. Right. All of it. Just, just all of it. Just, just give me that jacket, too. Right. <laughs> Man, I mean, come on, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the movie that made you just like want to ditch school just to have a fucking amazing day. It it made you just like want to hang out with your friends. It like it it made you just like see the complexities of what kids were actually going through. And then on top of that, it's a to me, I feel like it's a beautiful love letter to Chicago. Yes, sir. And um, I, I, hey, wait, one more thing. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you don't have Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yep. You don't have Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are in the same setup. But you don't have those. You don't have those TV shows at all. Right. Right. <laughs> if it wasn't for Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And it's just man. I, I felt like I said. I feel like. If you have not seen that movie, like I said, I think your '80s car should be revoked. For should be should be revoked, and 
Your Chicago cars should be raw. I have another Chicago movie. Look, I feel we'll like be o- we'll be over to pick up both of those later. I have another Chicago movie on my list that I feel like if you haven't seen, I think I should take that car away from you. But what what's the next film you got? Uh, I'm 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 sticking with Mr. Murphy here, and I'm going with the Golden Child. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Why? Because he. He, he cut himself shaving or something. <laughs> he knew I was coming, so he said, fuck it. Right. <laughs> what was the other one? He said, I have sinned against my brother, Nosey. I should be purged. <laughs> so, yeah, most definitely. Flavor that Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did he say? He said, what's going to happen is I'm going to go in my little room and the knife is going to go in his little room. <laughs> Oh man. Ooh, man, that's a good one. Okay. My next film. If you have not seen this, yeah. This might be a 1A, 1B movie. Okay. Because I feel like if you haven't seen these movies, your 80s car should be revoked and you should mm-hmm. never ever talk about ever being fans of these particular. Uh, toys and cartoons. Hmm. Okay. So Transformers the movie and GI Joe movie. Ooh, both of those should have been on my list. Is <laughs> I mean, I got Transformers Inc. on my body. Mm. But yeah, they weren't on my they on my, they weren't on my list mainly because they uh, I bought both of those. So yeah, we, right. we already know how I feel about those. But mm-hmm. as far as taking somebody's eighties card. It wasn't on my list for that, but I'm with you. I totally agree. I I got to, especially come come on, man. Like as big as the Transformers and GI Joe was, and all the toys we had, they had animated movies, bro. Like, like I saw uh, a video that I that our brother Spark sent to our gamer chat. Uh-huh. And it was a it was a theater and, and they were watching the Transformers movie. Yeah. And the part where Optimus said that Megatron must be stopped. And as soon as he started transforming, the whole crowd got up. <laughs> uh-huh. I was, man, when I saw that clip and I saw how electric that was, I was like, oh man, this yes, I wish I was there when that happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, dog. Because we also know the other side because you know, for those of y'all didn't see the movie, spoiler alert, Optimus Prime dies. Right. Which pretty much as a kid when that happened, it, you, you talk it that was like losing a family member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you, you talking about a bunch of kids that they hated that so much that they kept bringing Optimus Prime back to mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And that's been a recurring thing. Right, and all of the other Transformers movies after that. Right, he'll he'll they'll find a way to like kill Optimus Prime, and then he comes back. <laughs> right. Now, now the GI Joe movie was cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it cold. It was just cool. <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Cold, bro. You had you had so many big names that weren't on the TV show mm-hmm. that did the movie. 
it was amazing. Like Don Johnson, Burgess Meredith. I think the only one that did both the movie and the TV show was Sergeant Slaughter. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, just to run them names off by itself, it was like, oh my God. Now, the only drawback to the G.I. Joe movie uh-huh. is that you you know, during the course of the, the, the whole figure run, they kept adding people to G.I. Joe. <laughs> and one member that they added to the G.I. Joe team that I never really saw in, in the movie or Actually, I don't remember seeing it on a TV show either. Was William the Refrigerator Perry? Yep. Uh huh. So my soul was messed up about that. Right. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, those two movies. Oh yeah, that that will definitely have us coming by your house mm-hmm. to take your card if right. you haven't seen those. And you better have an Optimus Prime toy laying around. I'll take that shit. I swear to God, we taking that too. <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's the next movie on your list? You know what? The next movie on my list actually has a video game out now. Mm. And it's very dope. Okay. And it's it's out there serving the public trust, protecting the innocent, and upholding the law. I got that movie on my list too, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. If you right. ain't down with RoboCop, hand it over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive you for not watching RoboCop 2. I'll forgive you for not watching RoboCop 3. But the Robocop? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm kind of biased toward Robocop. I I think I could forgive somebody for not watching two or three, but the first one? Here's the thing. The criteria said this is an 80s movie, so weren't those two made after uh, 1989? So we're not counting those. Right. But no, the 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 first the first RoboCop, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yes, man, this this ain't what you want. <laughs> we will come for you. <laughs> oh my god one one of the best action movies I I believe ever made is RoboCop. Just just the 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 blend of action and the satire and the. Yeah, and, and just how everything was just becoming commercial. It, it like Robocop was saying a lot of shit in that movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it, it it's one of the dude. I remember seeing that at the at the drive at the drive. You remember we used to, motherfuckers used to go to the drive-in back in the day, man. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't think I saw Robocop in the theater. I think I saw it on like. Oh, I'm finna really date myself. I saw it on on TV. Mm. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and dust off that box with the knob on it. Right. Switch from what was that sports channel to on TV? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done dating myself. <laughs> um, what's your next movie? Uh this one. This movie came out in nineteen. 19- 84. Okay. I think every kid or every high schooler motherfucker mm-hmm. that was going into college saw this movie. And I feel like you cannot sit there and talk about 80s movies. And if I don't hear Breakfast Club? Yep. That's on my list too. But okay, particularly this movie. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, 
the never-ending story. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Because, uh, okay. because of the fantasy. Because um, like I said, I feel like the 80s was that. Was I mean, don't get it twisted. There, there was fantasy uh, uh, and horror. Uh, wait, help me out. Run. The never-ending story. That's the one with the big furry monster, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Trey was the was the boy. Was the name of Trey? The uh, the little flying dog dragon looking thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Okay, so it's not on my list, but it's along that same lines. Not to mention David Boy. David Boy was in it. Mm-hmm. I'm stick labyrinth on that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm, I'm gonna stick them two together. Let me see. What's my next movie? Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> it, see, it, it, if you weren't a fan of Lou Gossett Jr., that's okay. But if you didn't see this movie, oh yeah, hand it over. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Iron Eagle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If you didn't see this movie. Oh no! Just give it up. Come on. <laughs> and, and for that matter, you might have you. You gotta put Top Gun in there too. Oh hell yeah! But I mean, yeah, it's not on my list. But that's because I own practically a copy of that movie on every electronic device I got. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that that was kind of personal for me. I didn't want to really throw that on her. But yeah, right. Top Gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I, I I have another one A and one B, okay, on my list, and I feel like these these two movies to me are quintessential eighties shit. You mentioned one of them, like I said, and it was on my list. That's the Breakfast Club, All right? So the Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. That was the third movie. Mm-hmm. That was the third movie. You know what? Actually, I got a box in here somewhere that's got Ferris. I, I want to say Pretty in Pink and Breakfast at Tiffany's. I think all three of the movies in the box somewhere mm. in my collection. But yeah, bre- but the Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink with the what they used to call themselves the the brat the brat pack. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the, the squad name the brat pack. I mean, to yeah. me, are quintessential like eighties like teen angst. Romance movies, <laughs> right? You know what? I'm gonna uh, attach a sticky to this. Mm-hmm. It's not on my list because it didn't jump in my head right right then and there. Mm-hmm. But three o'clock high. Yep, I, I, it's not on my list, but yes, definitely. Throw a sticky note on there. Yep, three o'clock high. And I think the only reason why I probably didn't put it on my list was because I was just like. I was like, but was it one of them 80s movies that just like would I revoke somebody's card if they didn't see it? You know what I'm saying? Like I it, would. Especially as much as it came on. That that's <laughs> definitely true. And I uh, and I, I guess think, if, I if the I, reason why I didn't make my list is only because it didn't jump in my head until you was like high school teenagers. Right. It's like, all right. Now it, it's another movie like that too, that like I was thinking about putting it on my list, but I just, I was just like, I don't know. But I I do think it's one of those movies where kind of in that high school sense, I feel like, yeah, 
I think I would take away your card if you had. If you haven't seen Heather's, I'd probably take your card away. Hey, look, you, you can rent my card. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Mm-hmm. But I've heard of it, so yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, my next movie is also a love letter to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I feel personally, if you haven't seen it, just ha- just hand it over, uh-huh. along with the keys to your car. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, I think I know where you're going. Where do you think I'm going? I think you going adventures and babysitting. No. But we'll add, we'll put a sticky note on that one. I'm going running scared. Mm. Mm. I mean, Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines. Yeah. The state of Illinois building getting all shot up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. The funny thing is, man, I just, it's like I didn't forget about that movie. I just was like, I don't know if that movie... Again, it was like a movie. I was just like, man, I don't know if it was like a, I'm gonna take away your '80s car if you didn't see that movie. Come on, man, bulletproof taxi cab. Come, come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. Billy Crystal, uh, Gregory Hines, Jimmy Smith is in that movie. Yeah. Jo- jo- Joey Pantoliano is in that movie. Like, yeah, I mean, but but let me let me go back to the bulletproof cab. No, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Cab, like it, again, I was just like, I wonder if it's a movie that like I would take somebody's card away. That that's the only reason why I think I I didn't put it on there. I was like, okay, somebody's card away if they didn't see that movie. I mean, you know what? Honestly, especially it, 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 it gets more intense if you're from here. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely taking your card. Right. But yeah. And then I guess the sticky, like you said, Avengers and Babysitting. Because I, re- I thought that's where you were going. But that's mm-hmm. another one I, I feel like I would take your card away if you didn't see Avengers and Babysitting. And I would take your Chicago card away too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hand it over. And, so I, and, and I, stars. All, all four stars. Give them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have another one A and one B. Okay. This person's one of my favorite directors of all time. Favorite movie directors of all time. Did mm-hmm. two of my favorite. Now this guy did a lot of shit in the 80s. But these two mm-hmm. films personally are my favorite. One is a horror film and the other one is a kind of like Fantasy, um, uh, and I'm talking oh, about so talking about anything with John Candy in it. No, it's <laughs> I'm talking about John Carpenter, who's my one of my favorite film directors. John Carpenter, uh-huh. The Thing, and Big okay. Trouble in Little China. Okay, the, I have not seen a thing, but you can't movies. come get my card. I, will t- I have seen Big Trouble in Little China, so. And that's the, the other thing that those two movies have in common, not just with John Carpenter directing, both movies starring the the great, awesome, one of my favorite actors of all time, Mr. Kurt Russell. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I... Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have one A, one B, and a one C. I'm sorry about that. Uh-huh. My other John Carpenter movie... 
They live. Okay. So since you didn't got off a bunch of your movies and my my my, my list is only like halfway done. <laughs> uh I did run it scared. Uh-huh. Um, Major League. Yep. Uh, I would revoke your card if I would revoke your card if you didn't see Major League and Police Academy, definitely. Um, this this movie right here will get a bunch of cards revoked, not just your '80s card. It get your black card revoked too. Okay. <laughs> uh, The Last Dragon. Yep. '80s card, '80s card, black cards, your martial arts card. <laughs> yeah, we coming for all of that. Right. <laughs> For real. And I'll go ahead and wrap up my list with an action movie. Uh Blue Thunder. Mm, okay. So so I got I got three more movies on my list. Okay. Um I'm going with uh I'm going with Weird Science. Okay. Yeah. The good one. Definitely get yeah. Wait, let me stick a let me put a sticky on uh Weird Science and add uh Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. Yep. And uh, uh the uh, the Goonies. Uh-huh. Uh let's see, do I have another one? We'll add a sticky note and put gremlins on there. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's I gotta put so many movies. I gotta put I gotta put Star Wars on there. Um, so Star Wars kind of really technically doesn't do that because that was released in 79 I believe or 77 so yeah hmm. you might get an honorable mention because of you know it's cult status right you know but yeah it doesn't fall through the you know the actual criteria so uh huh yeah about that Wait, hold on. No, no, you you're right. I think one you're of the right. Karate Kid movies New Hope New gets Hope. in though. Yeah, New Hope came out in seventy seven. Yeah, I would I would put I would put a um I would take a, a A's card away if you hadn't seen Karate Kid. Yeah. We we talking about the original, not the yeah. Jaden Smith joint. We we talking Daniel LaRusso <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Now there's another you know. John Carpenter movie I feel like I would put on my list. If you had if you haven't seen it, I'd probably take it, your card away. And and that movie is um Escape from New York. Oh now see, see, you don't have to worry about my card. That's another Kurt Russell joint. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about my card. Uh-huh. That damn eye patch, if I'm not mistaken, uh the Metal Gear character. Uh, Solid Snake was based on him. Uh huh. That that's what I heard too. I I heard about that too. Man. So, yeah. Okay. That movie right I there. Another movie. I just I be I just, I got two more movies that I feel like I will I will take your '80s card off fucking away and burn that shit right in front of your face if you ain't never seen these two movies. Oh. Matter of fact, one of the movies. Not only am I taking your '80s card away, but I'm taking your black card away, and I'm Ooh. taking and I'm taking your hip hop card away. Ooh, hold on. 
All three of those? Yep. Uh, Crush Groove. Nope. I'm no? Do the right thing. Another. Do the right thing? Okay. Yep. All right. I'll give you that. And my Wait, other move. Does that count? What? Is that is that actually a Do the Right Thing came out in eighty nine. Okay. And oh the other movie I will say for, for me I'll end it on this one for, for my particular thing. If you have not seen this movie, not only am I taking your eighties card away, I am taking your action movie card away. I am taking your I am taking your invitation to the Nakatomi building Christmas party away. Oh man, that hard. Yep. Wait, wait. So I got one that I'm adding a sticky to that will definitely be on the list and will definitely make me take your black card and your 80s card. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly your action movie card. Uh-huh. Uh first of all, uh rest well. To my man Carl Weathers, yeah, but Action Jackson, Action Jackson, baby, rest in peace to Carl Weathers, man. And you know what? We're gonna go ahead and add add the Rocky movie on that too. Yep, we'll, we'll add both of them. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, rest in peace to Carl Weathers, man. Like, I mean, when I you... heard that, I was just like, damn, he was just in the commercial about the Super Bowl thing. Uh, I was like, uh... Damn. If you haven't seen anything, and I know just watch Carl Weathers' filmography, but also because he was in all of the, the he was in the, the, the seasons of The Mandalorian. He also directed episodes for, of The Mandalorian. Just, just He's in a couple episodes of Chicago PD. Yep. They ended off spinning uh spinning off a show with him mm-hmm. from that character. So yeah, try to catch up with those. Now while y'all y'all sitting there watching Creed because Michael B. Jordan is Adonis Creed, like look at the father, Apollo Creed. Watch the watch and the first two Rockies. Yep. Hell, watch the first Actually, four Rockies if you think. Yeah, if you really think about it, because it's so it's always a flashback to Apollo somewhere in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and jeez, man. Again, if you haven't seen the stuff that we talked about, give up that goddamn card. And well, you better run to your favorite streaming spot real quick, right? And the only before we show up, yeah. So you got you got a couple of days. I, I need to know if y'all seen certain stuff. If you haven't, we taking that card away, and you're not getting it back until you seen at least maybe four or five of them things. <laughs> um, an honorable mention to Crocodile Dundee because for some reason I don't know how you messed around. It didn't make the uh, list, but uh, yeah, most deaf. Uh, and 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 a lethal weapon. Yeah, yeah, lethal weapon. Yep, definitely. Oh, aliens. Oh yeah, gotta have some Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. And for that, and for that, and for that, I would even put, I would even put Working Girl on 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 that uh, list. I know I'm putting Flash Dash on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Because I mean, you know, she ended up becoming my favorite police superintendent, right? In the Chicago Code, but you know, before that, she was a dancing fool. Uh-huh. Come to think of it, 
one of the songs from the soundtrack, Maniac, was like my favorite song. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that. Then of course, I think we should actually talk about like that. Might be the next thing we talk about: movie soundtracks, bro. Okay. That movie soundtracks. Uh, trading places. Oh, we didn't even mention that one. Yeah, we sure didn't. That's all right. We putting sticky notes on all of them. <laughs> Man, but thank y'all again for, for checking out the show. Thank y'all for dropping in on us for the Dope Sessions podcast. We will be having a late sessions episode real soon. So uh, we'll, we'll all be there. D-Nick and, and Harley Hustle will be there for, for it too. But, man, thank y'all again, man. Yo, Tree, you got some uh, shout-outs, bro? Uh. We we need to have our our, our cards revoked for not mentioning Harlem Knights, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, was I'll Har- give it to the property authorities later. Was Harlem Knights in '89? Uh, '89. Okay. So yep. I'll <laughs> hand my card. Well, over. yeah, that that makes sense because it's, it's in my collection though. Because a lot of a lot of Eddie Murphy movies was '80s. Yep. But I mean, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yeah, don't get no better than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, shout outs. I'm definitely shouting out the usual suspects, even though some of y'all don't deserve it. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 no, shout out to my friends, my fam, uh, Kells, the uh, sister podcast, the Black and Blue Vanguard, the uh. Questions crew, the with the shits podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to the pause patrol as we're calling ourselves oh, okay. on the PlayStation system at night. <laughs> I, uh, man, that's a dope name. Pretty much anything you know that could come out of our mouth would end up having pause right behind it. Right. So yeah. <laughs> so shout out to them. Uh shout out to Kid Mental. Mm-hmm. For for the for the dope theme. Yep, yeah. Um let's see. Shout out to the maintenance guy for replacing the microwave. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who else? Um shout out to the groundhog for not seeing the shadow. Right. <laughs> I think that's how that worked. Yeah, and, and they said spring's supposed to be coming early, so yeah, shout out to him. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> um what else? Uh, I think that's a shout out. The vacation is coming up. Uh, I'm a, I get I, I get to turn off the bracelet so the cops can't find me. No, right. <laughs> um, let's see. I I think that's about it. I, I yeah. I mean, oh, okay. of course, shout out to moms, even though she don't never really listen. But right. shout out to moms. Uh, that's the one thing about mom sometimes is like for some reason the stuff that you do that you you like did you listen did you watch it no I didn't get to it man. but that's all right I know they love us but <laughs> here's, a, here's a trick though when they get around their friends oh yeah my son he's doing this uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh ma how do you know that right. <laughs> No, no, that's that's real, man. But uh, yeah, man. Sh- shout out to my family. Shout out to my friends. Shout out to my my motherfucking friend, aka my motherfucking brother Tree. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. 
Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to our brothers and sister podcasts out there, Wicked Shits, uh, the uh, the uh, Black and Blue Vanguard, uh, Blurred Dot. Um, you know, of course, like I said, you know, Lay Sessions will be coming with a new episode soon. Um, shout out to uh, my job. Shout out to South Loop Middle School. Um, shout out to uh, my co-workers. Uh, shout out to, to the dopest uh, dude that's ever done a theme song in this motherfucker. Shout out to Kid Mental. Uh, man, thank y'all, the fans, because y'all come, y'all be coming in droves to be listening, man, like, y'all be coming in droves listening, and it's like, I appreciate that, I know Tree appreciates that, um, most definitely, you guys, you guys really like what the fuck we gotta say, <laughs> And uh, we thank y'all for that, man. But thank y'all again for tuning in to the dopest, one of the dopest, because I, I got I to gotta be politically correct, right? One of the dopest indie podcasts on the planet. Dope Sessions Podcast with Kelvin Tree. We out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey, uh, you still hear me, right?